make it better yes. as far as money goes. And it's the truth. There, there's no arguing with that. There isn't like our healthcare systems fucked. Um, I actually, my healthcare just went up. I bought the next highest tier. I'm going to be paying a hundred bucks a week for insurance just so I could have a thousand dollar deductible for the family. Yeah. That's just wrong. So you are 100% right. It's just the idea. And I am. And there's, but the problem is there's nobody that's going to fix that. It's, it works in other countries. It absolutely does. But like, I've got friends in Sweden. I've got a few friends in Canada. Um, they get their universal healthcare and I'm air quoting that, but they pay taxes up the ass for what they have. And they that country can also those two countries can afford it because their standard military is far smaller. Correct. They are protected by. And that's another thing. Our our military is probably one of the biggest in the world. And it protects these weakling countries that don't protect themselves. Like no one's invading Switzerland because the UN and America will blow them fucking out of the river. Yep. That's why we have such a huge military because we're forced into. You know, and there's a lot of things like, in my opinion. It doesn't really matter who wins now. We're both kind of screwed. Um, but come on, Twitch. I can tell you now, if Biden wins, though, there'll be an economic collapse. Yes, because these companies will tighten the belt so hard because they're paying sixty-two thousand, or they're going to go under sixty-two percent. They'll probably just leave before going under. Yeah, there'll be no, there'll be no companies. The reason why, like. The jobs have back bounced back so quickly is because Trump gave them them breaks and yes. they're bringing factories and other jobs back that no longer exist in America, and those jobs will disappear immediately. See, the thing is, that's of. what that's what I like. I mean, I don't have a side. I don't. I don't pick a side. I go with facts and what's going to benefit. Are we supposed to start by now? Yeah, I just got it working. <laughs> It was Twitch, uh, Twitch was being a pain. Because me and Woody are about to go on this great debate about something that actually matters. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start the countdown. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, Welcome, everybody, back to Talking Gaming and Tech. We're here again with a number of topics, including Puyo Puyo Tetris 2. Call of Duty zombies are back in Warzone. Not in the regular zombie mode, but in actual Warzone. We're going to get into that event that's going on this week. And also, RTSs are coming back. The kings of RTSs have formed a new group, and we're going to get into that and what they're working on. And it's... Yeah, it's just amazing. They're, the they're gonna make not StarCraft StarCraft. Yes. Well, it's, it's, it's gonna be called PlanetCraft. <laughs> and on the tech side, yes, we will be getting into the Google story, the breaking news this morning, along with Facebook is testing a social network focused in your neighborhood. Oh, I'm so sick of hearing that word Facebook. Dude, dude mm-hmm. go go ahead and go oh, now, but give it a few and, more years before they introduce that other shit. We also have DJI Pocket 2 handheld promises higher quality and modes. Windows 10 October rolls out. And Jared Leto is returning as the Joker in Justice League Snyder Cut, which is really surprising. I did not see that going. Well, he was a good Joker. That people yeah. Hated yeah. So that's going to be really good. But until then, until we get to all these wonderful topics, what in the hell is everybody not using this last week? Splunky 2. 
I spent three and a half days building a D and D character over and over again until I got him exactly the way I wanted. To oh yeah, that's right. Playing D and D, that's fun too. <laughs> like in, but no, man. If you guys like brutal games, Splunky Two. Oh my god, super good, super super good. And on top of it, um, I got wind that the final DLC for Binding of Isaac is coming out. Um. They, it says December 31st, but we believe there's just a placeholder date. It's called Repentance. And if you guys are Binding of Isaac fans, if anybody's... It, I never played it. Oh, dude. Easily, easily one of my very favorite games. I've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours sunken out of that between the Switch and my, my PC. I even think the PS4. I had it on the PS4, too, I believe. Um, But yeah, the final DLC is coming out, and I'm wicked, wicked excited for it. Other than that, I really haven't been doing much working a lot yeah me like i said i spent a couple of days reworking a character over and over again and now i'm trying out the PUBG, the new PUBG map which is kind of amazing and other than that nothing really i've been uh playing the the call of duty beta it runs a little fast which isn't a problem but i guess the slide is like forever when you slide well it's slower than Modern Warfare because I was comparing it. Well, I think it's because I, I changed my my point of view from eighty to one hundred, and it seems like it's like you're running like on a treadmill. It's yeah, so it's like fast. if you, if you play Minecraft and like Quake Pro, it yeah. is the most insane way of playing Minecraft. I can't do it because uh, yeah. it makes me sick. I put it on the the highest, and it was like whoa! Oh, dude, yeah, it's it's I mental. I can't I can't, I can't play like that. Oh, you shoot it down now. How about you, Nate? What have you okay. been up to, man? Okay, so I've been also playing the Call of Duty. I was playing, well, it's over now, the uh, Cold War. I was playing it on PS4 and on my PC. Um, and it runs, it ran actually really great. There was a few glitches here and there. Um, I do really, in a sense, I think they've really fixed some of the animations uh, for like busily how people get shot and stuff like that. The animations mm-hmm. look a little more organic, which is really cool. The gunfire sound effects, like just the sound effects coming over your headphones, seemed like the displacement was a lot better. I could actually discern where people were a whole lot better than Modern Warfare. Cool. So they definitely did some pretty big improvements on sound quality, which they got a lot of criticism for. So that's really a good thing. Um, the one thing I didn't like, obviously, I pointed out last week is they got rid of doors, which is stupid. It's like, yeah, it's dumb. Why would you get rid of doors? That was actually an improvement. Because it but, slows down the movement now, of their fucking stupid people it, that only want to fucking... I didn't play either of them, and in your opinion, um, I'm not talking like graphical-wise. As far as playability goes, what did you prefer? Did you prefer the PlayStation 4 version, or did you prefer the PC? Oh, I preferred the PC. But For what reason? Because of mouse and keyboard. Granted, okay, I, I could have I plugged a mouse keyboard into the, the PlayStation right. if I wanted to, but I didn't do that, but you could have. Um if I had, but if I would have to have like one of those, uh, one of the ones that I think Corsair makes them and Logitech makes them, like the couch, uh, like little stands for your keyboard to sit. Oh, the couch. one that's like the, the big board. Yeah, yeah, yeah those things are sweet. Um, I would have to really test it in that way. Um, granted, I didn't do too bad with the controller, and granted, I just recently got done modding one of my controllers. Um, I saw that. It looks really good, by the way. Yeah, it did. It came out really well, and I was using that, and it was decent. But I just. I'm just way more natural at playing on my PC. And my PC is obviously a little more powerful than the PS4. Right. So graphically, it was slightly better. Cool. cool. I just can't believe, like, 
that they already hacked Black Ops. There was hackers on the Black Ops beta. Who how does that? that? Who do, but how is that hard to believe, though? They Who use hacks the same, a beta? Yeah, but the, <laughs> they use the same engine and the same shit all the time, so it would be easy to rehack it every time it comes out. Yeah, they probably stupid. have to put a little work into their hacks every time they do it. Yeah, but that's because it's not like... Because the beta's not like tightened up. There's a no. lot of holes in a beta. Yeah, it's so not, it's, it's going to be easy to attack. Yeah, yeah a lot of companies when they the release comes out anyway, dude. It's a lot of developers when they release betas, um, they purposely do that. They purposely leave loopholes in to see what people are capable of, and they take that information and say, "Yeah, f you, f you, you're cool, I'm out." Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But the point is, it's still going to be hacked day one when it comes out, regardless. Of Any what game is, man. Yes, yeah. Well, I'm just saying. Nate was like, "Well, it's a beta. It's not. It's not tightened, of course." And I'm like, "No, it's Call of Duty. It's going to be hacked right. the day it comes out. This yeah, is, every, it's got almost, nothing to do with it being a beta. It's just going to be hacked." Almost every game is, though. Yeah. Now every game, even Denuvo, and they were all like, "Denuvo's unhackable." Yeah. Um, no, but in the other things I've been up to, um. I checked out a few different movies actually recently. Uh, Hell House and Hell House 2. I'll get into my opinion on the second half and obviously the wrap up of Lovecraft Country um, on the second part of this. And there's a whole lot of other things I'm going to get into too. But that's on the second half of the podcast. So let's get into our first topic, which is Call of Duty. So Call of Duty Warzone uh, haunting of Badansk, zombie, jigsaw, night map more trick-or-treat all that fun stuff no there's a separate actual like because there's the battle pass thing you can earn there's also until halloween there's its own i guess you could say battle pass kind of thing you can earn things on that too which is interesting as long as you're playing like the halloween maps the night mode anyway in vidansk um and it's really neat so has anybody else checked out this yet no no i have not okay so like i only update that shit so i mostly been playing like the zombie mode even though there's no solo you have to play in squads even though i'm just playing a solo squad in, anyway um i've been having a lot of fun with it because for instance like instead there is no gulag and it's also and obviously it's night mode Ugh. and a lot of a lot of the guns actually on the map actually have night vision of some kind or like infrared i should say which is fairly useful so if you're putting together a loadout, make sure you put together one that's actually going to have infrared because it's fairly hard to see some people. Now, when you die, you become a zombie. The zombies move like wicked fast. Like you move at like three times speed. Wow. And and you have three different abilities. You have super jump. You can literally jump like over like three buildings in one shot. It's crazy. And then you have a gas grenade. You have infinite grass grenades and you have infinite uh, EMPs that recharge after you use them and the same thing with your jump um and uh Why? once you collect and once you collect um two vials because basically well antivirals once you collect two antivirals you can only get antivirals by killing somebody or grabbing it from somebody that has been killed so and once you get two antivirals you get actually respawn back into the map as a player and it's fairly it, neat it's like two or three Two. It's two? Oh, I thought I read three. I'm pretty sure it's two. I'm pretty sure I did two every time. Mm-hmm. Um, so which is actually it's it's neat. You automatically like it's like as soon as you get that second one, you just like poof, you're in the game. You disappear. And that's cool. So and the different thing is, like, I really shocked me at first. I was like, did it glitch? Um, and then I did it the second time. 
uh, when you respawn, you respawn with all your weapons, all your gear, everything you had right when you died. Oh, Damn. Pumpkin, dude. Yep, just making those battle royal modes easier for bad players. One day at a time. Well, no, it's just, it's not like, it's Frenzen's like, I wouldn't want this all the time for battle royale, but it is fun for like a week in a night map. Like, well, it know, is cool. Dude, you know I'm a battle royal purist, dude. I hate any of that shit, dude. Like, I hate so much of what of what Call of Duty's done. Then, for what, then what? Then what's? You always complain that it's not original. Well, they're making it original. That, no, the, the 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 zombies is original. Just making people respawn with weapons is just a lazy way of making it easier now, for people to win. Now, when you're dead, can you still see your party? Wait, oh yeah, you can still see your party. Yeah. So you you don't you can't you you're not killing your party people you're just killing other people for them killing your party yeah. people yeah <laughs> no I was just wondering how that works that's interesting party yeah. people let me kill you all and it's also like the circle <laughs> winky, starts winky. at at like <laughs> it starts at like the third circle it doesn't start at the full circle so you don't get the whole map every time it's only a portion of it oh. so but it's fairly fast paced it's quick. But I just personally, I really love the night mode. Like, I really hope they put like the night map as an option, like from time to time, from into the regular battle royale, because it is really cool. I love like you can be way more sneaky, um, and the fact that like all the buildings inside them are lit up, like all the little corridors where weapons are like sitting and stuff. Those areas are lit up, where everything else is like pitch black, which is really cool. What's trick no, what? or trios? That's the same thing. So a really stupid fucking name that yeah, they thought it's, was it's, creative. It's, it's, yeah, it's a dumb name. All it is is there's certain areas where you can get special bonuses and Dude, no you can way. Get certain, How is this guy still hit? Anyway, you can get certain tags and stuff like like the whole like the special banners and stuff like that you can get out for your profile. You can get in certain areas of the map every game. That's all it is. There's nothing special about it between that and regular battle royale. All right, but it's nighttime. um, but it's nighttime, uh, which is really cool. I really, really enjoy. It. I really enjoy the night mode. Um, I really wish, like, for instance, like I don't see why PUBG doesn't have like they had that night mode for a little bit and then they got rid of it. I don't see why battle royales don't have a freaking night mode all the time. And even even that battle that night mode wasn't night enough. No, it wasn't. The, the, the reason is very, very simple. As I've always said to you, they've got, if you play PUBG and you play all the other ones, it's progressively gotten easier and easier. They don't add these modes because it would be much harder for amateurs to play night mode, rain mode, all these modes where there's a lot of stuff interfering with your vision. That's why you get so That's why radar is all over the place in, in Call of Duty's Battle Royale mode. It's just to make it more accessible to bigger audiences yeah which and, is fine but it's not the kind of game i like that's no. the answer Nate. it's the same reason why call um world of warcraft is so easy now because yeah you make it simpler so you can reach a bigger audience of stupid people yeah no, no, i will say wow right. has gotten very easy now no you're right um no for instance like and the thing that pissed me off still is like i do really like this warzone night map but it's like night on like the fullest moon there ever could be like, <laughs> on on like a super moon night so you can still see things but the only game that's actually done night mode properly is battlefield 4 
Battlefield 4 added night maps. And if you didn't have night vision or if you weren't near a lamp, it was pitch black on your screen. You couldn't see in front of you, period. Tarkov is the same way. Tarkov, yeah, you can't Tarkov see in front of you. You're right. And that's what it needs to actually be. But Hey, uh, Woody, did you get a new fish or something? Yeah. Because there's something massive floating in your tank. Oh, those are those are guard. Uh, those are water sprites. Where are you? Uh, Damn it! <laughs> it's just something floating by. I'm like, what are you killing? <laughs> no. So yeah, if you're actually definitely go check out for this week. Go check out the night mode. It's a lot of fun, especially with the zombies. It's fun running around like ripping people apart. Yeah, with, that's uh, cool. And obviously, it's weird because to the zombies, if you fire your weapon. You'll you'll have like this blue outline around you that the zombies can see. No shit. <laughs> so yeah, you have to watch it if you're. Man, they gotta it. bring back Left for Dead. Oh my lord! But they actually mm. just came out with a new uh, campaign map. Really? Yeah, it was like uh, authorized by uh, uh, Steam or oh! whatever the hell it is, but uh, but it was a it was like fan made, but it was authorized by the company. Something like that's that. cool. I didn't know that. Live in effect, boys. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Booyah. Okay, so so let's get to this next topic. So Puyo Puyo Tetris 2 is coming out soon. And if you didn't play Puyo Puyo Tetris, Puyo Puyo Tetris is a lot of fun. It's probably it's one a of, lot of fun. It's one of the best Tetrises that came out, um, especially... Like the fact that you have these characters you can select and they have every time you like do a triple, a double, a Tetris or whatever you get, like they say like these special moves and they cast them. It doesn't really do anything, but in this one, it's going Tetris to be Tetris 2 is adding RPG elements into their game. Um, the new mode, each member having their own speciality skills that can reverse the tide of battle. Uh, these skills include the ability to recover hit points, um, change the cover of Rapuyu and even erase lines of Tetraminos. So they're upping it just a wee bit. So these characters aren't just like saying fancy moves when you get like a double or a Tetris or whatever. They're actually going to be doing moves. That's going to affect your opponent. It is so cutesy. It's sickening. Holy crap. Oh, shut up. <laughs> For someone who doesn't like cartoony anything, this is as cartoony as it gets. Actually, it's very anime-ish. Okay, anime, my bad. Watch it. Wait, right, wait, be careful. okay. So let me see if we got this right. Are you saying that Nate is being hypocritical? No. No, 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 no. So, um, so, so, hey, you know what I could do? Let's call the Fortnite guys and make the Fortnite people, their faces be anime-like. And then he'll be all set, right? And, and when he gets hit, like, little tears pop up his forehead. Actually, I probably would play that. <laughs> You're fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> um, if they made like, like Fortnite look like Dragon Ball Z or something. <laughs> wow, that is so cute. Wow, it, it's probably Dude, not bad, it's is very, so much fun. Very cutesy. When when's the last time they came? When was the first one out? Uh, 2014. All right. I thought the first Puyo Puyo Tetris came out for um the Famicom. <sighs> yeah, man. It's too bad it's got all no, those cutesy graphics, pull you man. I can't like it because of the cutesy graphics. But this is the first like combination that Puyo Puyo Tetris together. Gotcha. Like, 14. You know, so. you know, Bazinga, you, you bring up the joke, but I have a deep personal hatred for that comment because he used that as an excuse when I asked him to play World of Warcraft with me. 
Oh, really? You said the same yeah. thing? <laughs> it, it's too cartoony to play World, World of War. It's cartoony. You know, I hate cartoony games. <laughs> Why don't you just admit you hate what you hate? And, <laughs> you know, you like Poo Poo Tetris because it's Tetris. But well, you yeah. Hate... Okay, fine. But you don't hate cartoony games. You just pick what you don't like and go with it. Well, no, it's more lines. I guess you could say whatever game I'm playing. Like, for instance, like a first person shooter, I'd want it to look more like a real life. Like, I prefer the look for all the first person shooters out there. I think the one that looks the best is Battlefield. Um, and I would prefer that style over any other one. Okay, again, um, you just proved my point because you are, you are obsessively love Battlefield. So you're no. picking that one as your favorite graphics. Surprised style. you guys haven't played Genshin Impact yet. I have actually. No, I have not played it because I'm not a big fan of Zelda style games. That kind of game. I liked Breath of the Wild because it's based in Zelda, but I'm not that. I also don't like free to play unless it's done right. Now, if but, it's multiplayer, I might jump on that shit. But like for like like MMOs, I prefer if I was going to play one, which I don't play one. I would prefer something closer to Final Fantasy or a very strict medieval setting, more like a Skyrim type setting. Yeah, see, see, I'm I'm done with the medieval settings on on MMOs. That's all they are for the most part. So it'd be nice to see something. Well, here's of the, the thing. time of now if, or something. If you're if you're complaining about how the MMO looks, then don't play an MMO because the most important thing in MMO is is design of the system. Yeah, I mean that's no, why no, I like Anarchy no, no. Online so much. I'm not talking no, about no. the the look. I'm talking about just the the genre of the time or something. I don't know. No, that's I'm, fairly important too, Grim. You got a really good point, but it it it's both the has most to match. No, it, it is important, but like it, I'm not gonna get like if it doesn't look right to me, I might enjoy it, but I'm not gonna be pulled into it. It's the it's literally the most and only important thing because without if it's if it doesn't play well, then you get annoyed farming for hours on end. You need to have a good co a gameplay at all times in an MMO or else doing the work of the MMO doesn't doesn't No, but no, I'm telling you though, Grimdog, for me though, if I'm playing a game, it can play perfect and run great, but if like the art style is not pulling me in, I'm not going to enjoy it. I'm gonna be like, yeah, it's a good game, but it's not for me. That argument's even funnier because World of Warcraft has some of the best art style of Yeah, but game. yeah, but every art style is not for everybody though. Clearly, cartoonies for you. You like Pui Pui Tetris. No, I like Tetris. <laughs> Why don't you just admit that you didn't want to play it because you had a thing against paying a subscription? That was the only reason, and that'd be fine. The, the, you just inflated this other one to cover the fact that you just didn't want to pay a subscription fee, and that's perfectly oh, fine. Oh, boy. Well, no, that's, that's true, too. I might have actually tried it, if it, -B -B. if it was free to play, but or if you just bought the game and you could play it. I might have tried it, but it wasn't, so... Man, I can smell the bullshit from here. Oh no, I just farted. Never mind. <laughs> oh. Same thing. <laughs> okay, so what is this deal with Frank Oz returns as Yoda in Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge? Well, real quick, oh, that Left 4 Dead thing is called Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead 2 The Last Stand Update uh, created by Left 4 Dead Community Update Team and endorsed by Valve itself. Hmm. Nice. And that came out September. Oh, sweet. All right. So Oculus is coming out with another uh, game with Star Wars in it. I still want to play the other one with the, hey. the Vader 
Legacy or whatever, Vader Immortal. That or? one's really good. Yes. So this one is uh about you're like a a, a droid repair technician on the planet Batu, and uh, you counter Star Wars things throughout the whole thing. Uh, Man, I can't wait to repair droids. <laughs> and uh, you see uh, the different uh, char- some characters on the way, like R2-D2, C-3PO, Yoda. Um, you do do some shooting and stuff like that. You put together some kind of dro- droid or something. But, uh, <laughs> you put you put together dead franchise droid. <laughs> but, uh, well, it looks kind of fun. But it's out on the Quest 2. It's coming out on the Quest 2. Quest two, but I, uh, I think VR is a good choice for Star Wars games. It is, um, and I really want to check. I've watched enough, more than a few people play Squadrons, and it looks so much fun. Oh yeah, they have that VR on PlayStation. I would they? much rather yeah. play um, Star Trek. Um, <laughs> I just because I just want to sit there and be like, number two, order number one. <laughs> Well, that Star um, that Star Trek VR game looked pretty fun, where everybody had like a section. Yes. Like, well, the thing is though, that looks cool, but like, Starship Artemis was way more detailed. Well, that was too detailed. Yeah, but that's I, what I liked about it. It was like actually running a starship. It yeah, was but cool. nobody would know how to know what they were doing. I think, uh, dude, you gotta do, read the though. manual, you jackass. Yeah, yeah but that's Screw why you get that. people that do, though. That's <laughs> why you get people that do, though. Like, it would be a whole lot of fun. You gotta find people that. that know how to do all that crap, though. Like, unless they're like freaking pilots and shit. Well, it ain't that detailed. Like, it isn't that hard. It really isn't. That, it's detailed, but it's not like that detailed. Like, you know, I mean, you uh, bring I certain think, engines. I up. think the uh, other game that we found would have been better. The Lost something or another. Polaris is Polaris. cool, yeah. but um, it isn't like it's very simple. Like, and that's what I liked about Starship Artemis. It actually had a complexity to it, um, where you actually had to think. Yeah, um, but Polar- it, Polaris it was just like push this button, then do that. It had the explorer technique about it about the uh, Starship Artemis had about it, but it didn't have like the immersion. Yeah, but unless you were the like the guy flying, it was would have been boring as hell because you don't see anything. You're literally looking. No. You're literally looking at your uh, your screen, which is okay. I'm making sure that the thing is not overheating. Okay. What well, you no, you're not. Sure that That's this... not like so. Have you seen people play Starship Artemis? Yeah, they all sit at a computer with like all these. It, it looked like they were looking at a mainframe. Yes, they are. So boring. It's set up, <laughs> no, no, no. It's set up like friends, and you all sit in a room, and they all have their each have their own computer. A lot of people use laptops because it's a fairly low power game. Yeah. Um, there's the captain who's sitting in the main chair off in the back. He's usually the guy that can give orders, but really isn't that tech savvy. Can't really do the command stuff like that. Um, and this is why I said like Manny would be a good person to make. Have no, that, this wouldn't that. work because if any one of us sat in that seat and gave you orders, you would ignore that. Well, no, that's why I said like um, Manny should be the one like to be doing something like that because he's why like, so you not... can ignore him and not get he not get mad about it. You would uh, still so, ignore him. So and then <laughs> and then like for instance like. If we did it in the studio, like the big TV we have, like you have above all three of your monitors, would be showing the ship and where it's going. And everybody can look up at that, just like you see when you're on like the Star Trek bridge, like in the show, you can see where you're going. So, 
See, what it's... I like about the Polaris thing is you can get out of the spaceship and you go around walking around and stuff, too. And find yeah. stuff, yeah. Hmm. Oh, that's how we're doing. You're going to have to bring your projection screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm watching one where they're, they're literally six people in a big room wearing Star Trek sh- shirts. Yeah. Um... And I've seen fairly newcomers come to it, and it took them, like, maybe 10 minutes to teach them, like, what do you call it, the controls of, like, the engineer of, like, you know what I mean? The person that's manning all the engines. It took them, like, a few minutes to teach. This is what you put in to do this. This is what you put into that. And it, they caught on pretty fast. So. I would, yeah, I mean, that would be a whole lot of fun. But, and, but back to the Star, uh, Star Wars things, though. They've done a really good job with the Star Wars VR, especially with the the Vader, uh, Vader Immortal one, mm-hmm. because that actually tied into the storyline right before Rise of Skywalker, which was really cool because it filled in the gap and it really? was really neat. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You, you like those entirely huge Millennium Falcon hole gaps you could fly through in the um, storyline. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> like the end of Immortal, like you actually start bringing Mustafar back to life. And when we see Rise of Skywalker, the opening scene, you start seeing trees and stuff are growing, like where he's like marching through and killing the Muzdafarians. And the reason why they're growing is they haven't grown for thousands and thousands of years on there. But from what you do in Vader Immortal, you actually bring the planet back to life. Every time I hear Mustafar, I think Mufasa. Mufasa. I'm like, why? Um, why? The planet dude, of the Lion King. Like, it just sounds like bad fanfic to me, dude. <laughs> Because it is bad fanfic. <laughs> so I think they've done a really great job with the Star Wars VR. So this is really cool. They're continuing on. I've never played it, but I can tell you this. They've done a way better job than the movie people have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into RTSs. Okay, so I've been a fan of RTSs for a very long time. And the two I can think of that obviously are stand out like that I've played the most was probably from Blizzard and from Westward Studios. Now, Westward Studios no longer exists. And for the most part, what Blizzard was doesn't exist. Uh, we talked about that other company like a few weeks ago that is made up of a lot of people that worked on like StarCraft and Warcraft. A lot of these like big title like they, that helped make them even uh, Hearthstone they also worked on too. And they've left. And they pointed out Activision was the reason. They kind of screwed everybody over. Crap. Now, well, then don't sell to them in the first place, jackasses. Now, this one. Now, for instance, like now this company, Frost Giant, is also made up of a bunch of people that have left that were working, did work on StarCraft 2 and StarCraft 1. And there's also people from Westward Studios in, this, in Frost uh, Giant as well. So they are going to bring back, and I think, so, and if you watch this small video, you can see all these guys tell you who they are and whatnot, where they came from. Uh, it's really fairly interesting, especially if you know some of these guys or heard these guys' names before. Um, there's actually even a list of them right below the Wait, thing. they haven't announced they're working on an RTS? You just think they are? No, no, they did. Okay. Because I was did in this say, video. you shouldn't get my hopes up for bullshit. If, if no. They didn't announce it. They did in this video, and that's what they mentioned. Every single person in this video mentions how much they love RTSs, and they want to make the next great RTS. They need Korea for that. Like, if they want to make that thing big, they need to be big enough hit so that, like, the StarCraft leagues become whatever they're doing. League. 
Well, yeah. So, and the thing I can think of, so, so three fairly huge titles that these people have worked on, which is like the Red Alert Command and Conquer series, which some of these people worked on. They worked on the StarCraft series, StarCraft 1 and 2, and they worked on Warcraft RTS, uh, 1 through 3. So, these are all some of the absolute biggest RTSs that ever come across any computer screen. If there's anybody that's going to make the next big hit RTS, it would be these guys. Now, the question is, because I know Bazinga is really not that big into RTSs. I'm not sure about you, Woody. Now, the I'm question I want to ask the question I want to ask is what should be in an RTS in this day and age? Well, for starters, they need to keep uh, the Westward Studio guys from designing anything other than maps. Okay. I'd like Command & Conquer. It was fun. But if you ever watch Command & Conquer in any level, of even up to pro level, what you notice is that the tactics were always just build as many of one thing and go because that game always had an issue with balance. Mm -hmm. So, like, for example, you would just send – you would put – um, rocket launcher guys on um, auto walk straight to harvester areas and just ignore it and put the fucking barracks on like repeat build and just ignore it and they would walk over there and even if they died they get one or two hits into that harvester and after like two minutes the harvester's dead no matter what they do because they yeah. just keep coming and coming it, it, there was so much wrong with the actual gameplay of Command and Conquer they're just fun to play so keep them completely out of it um they just need to improve on basically what they did with StarCraft 2. Like, StarCraft 2 is the pinnacle of RTSs. You play that well, you know what I'm talking about. They have to, a few issues with balance because the Marine has always been a broken unit in that game. And every other race has to work three times as hard to beat a Terran player because of how easy it is to use Marines to run people over. But other than that, like, yeah, they just improve on StarCraft 2, dude. Yeah, no, and I would want a balance like like StarCraft 2 and like Warcraft 3. I'd want three races, each prolific in their own like way of playing. Well, you know, um, if they really if they really want to like be original, instead of having you pick a race, you start out as the same exact thing and there's like four go down or five, a tech tree. Yeah, but there's like four or five different buildings right at the start that you build and it's not like, oh, well, I could go arches. It's more like you build a barracks, now you're heading down the freaking marine tree of units. You build a forge, now you're going down like armored units of some sort. And it, like just make it so uh, so different with each building that it's really hard to tell what people are doing, and that's how you get the strategy into it. Now, the thing, okay, so the other RTS I didn't mention yeah, even though none of these guys worked on this type of RTS, which is like Company Heroes and uh, Warhammer 40k. Um, and like, obviously, and Iron I wouldn't want like, them to do Company of Heroes. I like the game. I'd like take elements from it. That's what I, I mean. like. Would you I want them like to take how elements from it? Important your bases in that game. Yeah, but would you want them to take elements from it? That's my thing. Because small elements, but I actually, I don't like. Anywhere, like it's fun, but I don't like the whole having to control a, a bunch of different territories on the map thing. Like I hated that. That was something I never liked in that game. What about more importance though on like groups? 
like upgrading like for instance like gen like for instance one of these guys worked on cnc generals which is a really good game um where you upgraded your team now what if you actually they enforce you alive maybe yeah that might be yeah that might be something that would be great keeping units alive could be a good thing to have to make more important in in, uh those types of games because it's not really that important i mean i guess it's super important in starcraft 2 only if you're playing as protoss because losing the high cost units hurts but it's it's not as important as it could be now like the one thing that i found imbalance in like starcraft which i think they should have fixed is upgrades so i think personally the way the upgrades would have worked is that once you have the upgrade technology like achieved every unit past that gets the upgrade not before it um and i found that was like a really really badly imbalanced like area because it doesn't make sense to have units already on the map to get the upgrades like they weren't built with it maybe not maybe not that but maybe like you have to bring them back to the base and then they'll they'll upgrade like you bring your army back and and wait 30 40 seconds and then they'll get the upgrade oh yeah that would make sense too yes because then you would feel like you're not wasting you wouldn't want to you wouldn't be trying to like save your money and not build anything yeah 20 fucking minutes while you wait for this one upgrade shit yeah i just found it unfair if you came across someone else's army they get their up- upgrade done and all of a sudden their army wipes your arms out because it's like okay well they yeah, didn't have which the happens in the pro league all the time the players yes. actually plan that shit yes like you'll yes. see it all the time oh his his uh level three shields just popped and all of a sudden he rolls right over someone yep yeah and i found that ridiculous i'm like no that shouldn't no that's super unbalanced um no also you should never have a unit that can be built so quickly that another player is not able to wall off and defend against it and that they have they have to out micro every time no matter how hard or easy it is to do yeah because it's in my mind it's freaking ridiculous or at least it was it's not anymore but when StarCraft II came out, it was ridiculous that every time I started, I had to build my buildings at the front of my ramp. I wasn't allowed any any creativity in my building because I had to build at the front of the ramp or else I'm guaranteed to have a Zergling get in. Yes. And if the Zerglings get in, they're going to run right by the Zealot because it takes you like – you're not getting – if someone's six sixes, you're not getting anything but a Zealot out in time. Yeah. And there's literally no way the Zealot can catch them. Unless you are Zealot. forced into building that wall. Exactly, like, yeah. It, it's hard to explain, but basically, if you don't build this wall, the six Zergling they start with are guaranteed to get in your base, and you get you are guaranteed to lose a few probes because you can't catch them with the Zealot. So yeah. that, I thought, was a terrible... Zealot. I just... No, it's Zealot. It's actually pronounced Zealot. I've watched, I watched StarCraft like almost nightly for like Pro League and stuff. They pronounce it Zila. As stupid as it sounds. But anyway, um it it's ridiculous that I have no up until the second expansion, I had no freedom to decide how I want to build my base. Maybe I want to hide my my double gateway in the back corner so they don't know I'm building a gateway. Oh, can't do it because the Zerglings are gonna get in no matter what, and they're gonna deal damage no matter what. Like they gotta yeah. avoid shit like that. It's no. just like a free unit, basically. Yeah, pretty much. No, the question is, though, would you want them to do more of a StarCraft RTS or continue and make, like, what would be a mock-up of, like, Warcraft 4? No, I would get super creative 
and I'd have if, if I was gonna have no if I was gonna have hear me out, if I was gonna have three races I'd be like all right let's get ridiculously creative and have one of the races be futuristic one of them be like they look like they're in this Stop. they have the same level of tech but it's old school so like one of them has like knights on freaking actual mech mech horses and shit okay like armor that's like mech armor make one of them that's actually futuristic with laser swords and all that shit like that one that's ancient looking you know i would just mess with the shit i wouldn't just build three futuristic looking you could do actually well you could do the equivalent like you could have like the one team that has tech as their advantage then another group that has magic as their advantage they don't have laser swords but they have enhanced swords yeah stuff like just like spread it out so you're not Focus on one time frame. Um, kind of like Starcraft. Now, now what, way more third, what, what would be the third race? I don't. Wouldn't be insects. I would avoid insects again. <laughs> no insects. No, because they've already done insects like a hundred times. And I don't know if I do only four races. I might do like, I might do like three different types of tech, but like eight or nine races. So it's like three. So different that's tech like command and conquer. That's more like command and conquer. Yeah, I would mix that in because that doesn't hurt. Just have yeah, small yeah, bonuses yeah, to yeah. each one. I would, like I said, I'd go crazy. Maybe, maybe some weird underwater race. Yeah. Like imagine, imagine a, a race that all their units are encased in water in some way or another, and they use water as their advantage. In their underwater race, kind of like from the abyss movie. From, the abyss. Yeah. Just weird shit like that. Like just try something new. I don't have any great ideas, but just try something freaking new. Shit's getting stale, man. No, that's very true. Now, to Woody and Bazinga, what would appeal to you to get you to try an RTS if they made a new one? Um, zealots. Not be RTS. Ze- okay. Definitely zealots. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I tr- played StarCraft for a little bit. Then I played WarCraft for a little bit. And I'm just, I'm not good at them. I don't like... I don't know. I just, I am not good at them. Now give me Heroes of Might and Magic where it's like turn-based. I'm good. I'm 100% fine with that. I love turn-based strategies. But I'm just, I'm terrible at real-time. I think um, if they had like better tutorials or uh, just, I don't know. I I don't know. I would have to just dabble, I guess. The thing is, when it comes to RTSs, no matter how good the tutorial is, you're not going to learn it until you play. Right. Like it's just once you get in, like, you load up a game of StarCraft, your first game, you're up against a Zerg, and three seconds in, someone's shitting on you with Zerglings, and you immediately start to panic. And that's yeah. when you realize it's going to take forever to learn how to play this game. Yeah. Because you got to figure out how to deal with the panic of being shit on as soon as the game begins. Right. I'm just not... I don't have fun playing management games. Yeah. I, oh, I want to be in the in the field i want to be in the war you know i don't want to in the shit i don't want to control a whole group of people the the closest thing to to that would be uh what is brothers of arms or whatever when you couldn't yeah i had to move around like five people that was enough for me <laughs> but I'm, I'm just i don't know i just i don't have any fun. rts just... isn't cut out for everyone and yeah. i don't even know if i'd be able to play a new one honestly because like i seriously think my heart condition had a negative effect on me when I was playing StarCraft because it got to the point where my hand would start shaking uncontrollably while I'm playing StarCraft. And I'm sure that has something to do with my heart. Like, I would just start kind of like, I couldn't control my hand. It would just start, like, rapidly. It's too stressful. So I don't even know if I'd be able to play a new one. 
No, no. It's just too stressful. I'd want to try, but I would probably stress out pretty quickly. And Starcraft, <laughs> is, the most, Starcraft is the most stressful game there is. Well, only if you let it, really. No, it really is because you lose. You can lose within a second, and it's so easy to go from just being calm to panic. That game literally panics you. Well, it depends on your personality, you really. Well, yeah, you don't mind losing because you lose all the time, so it doesn't bother you. <laughs> uh, I beat that into you when you were a kid playing Street Fighter. Um, In fact, me winning against you all the time as a kid has made me un- like nervous in comp- competition mode while making you pathetically unaware of competition mode. We're, we're two op- with two sides of the same coin. Uh, <laughs> I personally, I wish, I want to take, I would definitely want some elements from like Company Heroes and Iron Harvest. I've fairly enjoyed those games recently and especially Iron Harvest. Iron Harvest is pretty awesome. Funny thing is, Company Heroes never stressed me as much as StarCraft. Maybe it's because less to worry about base wise mm. it's just more about moving your troops around i don't know it was weird i was never really good at company of heroes except for that online one that they killed isn't that kind of how xcom works too well xcom is turn-based so you don't have to panic you oh it's true yeah, it's okay it's those games where you don't get the chance like you starcraft is a game where you don't get the chance to think if you stop and go okay what do i do what do i do you just die yeah, Whatever you can't. God, yeah, God you can't your do base that. Kills you. You have but to start really, down a path and go from the beginning right to the end. But the like I said, the one thing I really like about like for instance Iron Harvest, and I don't remember if Company Heroes did because I've played Company Heroes in a long time. Uh, but Iron Harvest does it where certain platoons you put together have a real priority and they upgrade and you can pick up things on the field. There's crates on the field you can pick up for that group of people and they get an upgraded weapon. The rest of your army doesn't, but they do because they yeah, found that, this that crate. Be cool. That would definitely they, be cool. They found the crate and now they can go in and they have grenades or and there's special options like at the bottom of the screen, you have like with that one little unit, you have actually different weapons from a unit that's the same unit, but they have different weapons, which you can utilize in different manner, which brings a whole nother level of strategy to it. Which is pretty well, awesome. that's how you play Warhammer too. So, like, you can have like an army of Nurglings or something like that. They each have different weapons. Yes. Oh, that's you like know, Warhammer 40k. The yeah. uh, RTS. Yeah. Now that you mentioned that, real quick, what are you playing Warhammer on on the PC, Woody? I don't. Oh, you play in person? Yeah. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's something I've never had the money to do. You should see some of my painted figures I've done. Do they're pretty good. That's dope. But just in general, I personally think when these guys get off the ground, like, and show their first like product of what they're going to develop, I think they're going to make headlines pretty big. Because these guys are like the rock stars of RTS in our time. I don't care until they make an MMO. I need. They're, I need a new. These are RTS product. people, not MMO people. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the MMO people went. The MMO people went with the other guy. I don't care. We're waiting. If these guys worked at Blizzard, they have it in their heart. No, mm-hmm. like uh, what I want to get into with this topic because we covered the other one a few weeks ago. Is Blizzard on a steep decline now? Because pretty much between these two different companies forming, that's pretty much all their good people that were there in the last ten years are gone. 
like all their head top developers that made some of their most like productive and most like basically games that have done like crazy sales all these developers are gone and now split between these two companies um is blizzard headed for now a decline in my opinion i i personally feel that blizzard's been heading towards a decline for a while now Hmm. i mean they've lost a ton of subscribers for world of warcraft they hearthstone does still does very well but i thank esports for that um you know overwatch is still a decent game but it's no longer where it used to be um i don't know i can tell you exactly why blizzard's in the state that it's in and it's not because of activision as much as they suck right it's because at at a point they realize again i'm gonna bring (laughs) i harp on it all the time simplicity equals more people what they didn't realize was that that also means less longevity. So they simplify World of Warcraft, its its popularity starts to decline. Then they right. come out with Hearthstone. Hearthstone's fun, but it's simple as hell. It's nowhere near as complex as, as Magic. So they don't even draw any of the hardcore people who love Magic into their ecosystem. So then its popularity drops off. So then they build Heroes of the Storm and simplify MMO, like, uh, what do you call it? Um, MOBAs to the extreme of simple. That game was brain dead. Freaking thing dies like three years later. They simplified all their games for fast cash and quick boons on like the player base. But when you make a game simple, people burn through it quickly. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to learn anything. So after two or three months, you're like, okay, I've learned all there is to know. I'm bored with the game. When a game is very complex, people play it for years getting better because they're always getting better. Right. You killed your fan base by simplifying your stuff. I can go into literally. I did it like uh, six months ago. I got on um, BFA with my uh, hit max. Uh, what do you call it? Max level with my shaman. Went and got myself geared up to 380, and just started doing pickup runs of the new raids. Had no trouble doing every boss. I'd never even watched the videos. All I did was do one fight, live or die, and I learned to fight because they're so simple. Like this hmm. complexity in the way they word them. But really just boils down to don't stand next to people when you have this, avoid this. And that's mm. it. Yeah. No. Well, back in the day, it was like, avoid that, or you die instantly and everybody in your party dies with you. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And that's yeah. a big difference in the complexity of avoiding shit. <laughs> yeah. Now, for instance, like I was looking at the numbers. So Final Fantasy 14 has grown a lot of subscribers in the last like few months. Um, where World of Warcraft's been sitting at around 1.7 million. They haven't really grown that much. And at the most, they were at 3.4 million players. Um, but Final Fantasy is the second most played MMO right now, and they're growing really fast. Wait, 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 what do you mean at most are at four four million players? At that most, the at most World of Warcraft is at 3.4 million players. Right now? right now yes do you know why that is nate as much as i don't like bfa Mm. because it's the end of expansion their numbers will go back up to close to 10 million like they do every time because the expansion's over and the same thing happens to, to final fantasy its player base dips near the end of expansion when there's no new content coming Mm. because people don't play when you there's no new content 
I don't like World of Warcraft. Its numbers have gone down, but don't don't compare those two because World of Warcraft was at like 15 million at one point in its lifetime. They're not even comparable. It's insane no, but, how big World of Warcraft but was. But with the steady point. increase this year with Final Fantasy 14, they're yeah. projected within the next year to be at the same level. Yes, but it's an expansion year for them. So that will go down again in about a half a year when they're running out of expansion content or about no, a year. But their average player base this is what I'm going on. So their average player base, they believe, could possibly meet World of Warcraft at its highest in about a year. Yeah, I'm sure they will. But no, not at that. Nope, it will never. It's not going to meet at its highest. Those numbers are wrong. I can tell you right now that its highest point was in like 2009, and it was about 15 million players. They're nowhere near 15 million players, and they won't be by the end of this year. World of Warcraft's peak was a huge dude. Yeah. I don't know. I'll look it up right now. Sorry, 12 million. At its peak, World of Warcraft had 12 million active players. That was, um, I believe, Wrath of the Lich King. Yeah. So, uh, and I'm not taking away from Final Fantasy. They're never going to hit 12 million. By the time they do, the game will be so old by the time they get that high, the game will like if they were to get that high, the game would be at a point where it's so old that no matter what they do, people are gonna bleed from it, kind of like World of Warcraft. No matter how they improve it, Warcraft's gonna bleed because it's been around since two thousand and five. Yep. Yeah. So eventually, like Final Fantasy uh, fourteen will probably hit like six million by that point, but then at that point they're gonna start to bleed. It's not there's no way it has a it has an explosion that doubles it this late in its life as good as that game is yeah well unless blizzard makes some drastic mistakes within the year well they already did Re uh, bfa is the worst received uh expansion in history they went from nine million subscription uh, subscriptions at the launch of that to the three million they're talking about yeah yeah but at, yeah at wrath of the lich king it was, dude, Wrath of the Lich King sold 9 million copies in the first three days. Jesus. Yeah, dude, you have no idea how big Wrath of the Lich King was. And then they, then what they do, release, was it Cataclysm? And they were like, here, let's take a dump on everything yeah. you like. If there goes your talent trees, here's a, here's a bunch of free gear you don't have to earn. So you're just shuffling through your gear and it just, yeah, nothing, nothing you get in that game feels like it matters anymore. I get, I get a new breastplate every week. I get like six of them, and I'm like, which one do I want to wear? Now, the thing is, though, when that came out, when that was at its highest point, there was really nothing to compete with, though. No, there was. What? When Wrath came out, there was still EverQuest 2. Yep. EverQuest um, 2 was a joke compared to it. Come on. I love EverQuest 2. Hold it. Love, hold love, it. love that game. But, Nate, you're, I'm not saying it actually competed. I'm saying these are the games that came out to compete with it. No, and I'm saying, but, wow, but, was actually, so much... but actually compete, though. There was nothing. Yeah, but that's because they weren't as good. That's, like, unfair to World of Warcraft. Just because Final Fantasy XIV is finally is a good game doesn't mean that it's a fair competition now. They Everybody had their shot. A bunch of MMOs dropped around the time Burning Crusade and Wrath of the Lich King came out, and they were all just not as good, period. Like, you could say they weren't competition, but that's their fault. They weren't competition because they made bad games. 
I liked Warhammer. Warhammer was not as good. Mm. Like, it's unfair. That's unfair. You can't take what World of Warcraft did away from it with that. They went out. A bunch of people competed. Even the biggest MMO in the world, EverQuest, competed. And they all got bitch slapped by a better game. Yeah, I know. That's but like, I'm saying, though, but they're all around the same kind of skill now. Like, even like like Black Desert and Guild Wars are all close to the same level and they no, all do a fairly not, good job. I like Black Desert. I like Guild Wars. They're nowhere near as good as World of Warcraft. Like, even today, I hate what tab targeting. The combat is still a hundred times better in World of Warcraft than every other game. And that includes Final Fantasy. I've played Final Fantasy. Okay? Combat in that game is okay, but it feels good because you're not PvP. The PvP in that game is just small arenas. The minute you get into PvP in that game, you start to go, oh, this combat's kind of average. Yeah, but what if you're not into PvP? Uh, I'm not saying. What I'm saying is that's a cover. Like, when you play Final Fantasy XIV against um, mobs and stuff, just like World of Warcraft, when you're playing against mobs, you're not moving around constantly. You're only moving when you need to dodge shit. So, yeah. so the combat feels perfectly fine in that setting, and it feels great. I'm just saying when you get into a PvP fight is where you see the glaring issues of their combat system. You see how their animations aren't as good as World of Warcraft. Their movement animation's not as good. The simple stuff that World of Warcraft does so well, so when you're running around with your character, it feels good. Nobody's been able to, to compete with that. It's, Final Fantasy XIV is a great game, but it doesn't compete on that front. That's why people come back to World of Warcraft. It's just because you haven't played it, so you don't understand what I mean, but you feel like you're playing, even with a tab target game, you feel like you're playing an action game. Mm. Because it just runs smooth and the way the characters move, you can tell what everybody's doing because the animations are so good. Sometimes when you're playing Final Fantasy XIV, you get confused on what the animations for each move is. Every animation in, Final Fan in World of Warcraft, I immediately know what move that is because of how well they're done and how distinct they are. And that's yeah. part of what makes the combat so good. Very true. I mean, yeah. Like, it's just hard to explain. Like, Final Fantasy is not a bad game, but that's the reason why they're going to have a hard time ever competing on that front, getting that big. And they're doing a great job doing it, but I think half of it is because World of Warcraft has been bad for expansion and a half, and people mm -hmm. are worried about the next expansion being bad too. And that's well. drawing people off of it and in the other games. Well, yeah, and that's my point. But it's not, it's got nothing to do with the gameplay itself. It's everything around it. I would expect when you do a raid in Final Fantasy and you get new gear, that new gear feels really important. When I do a raid in Warcraft and I get new gear, I'm like, oh, that's cool until next week. Yeah, until next year. Because I'm just going to get better gear. Uh, my first opinion, yeah, like what he just said, I think Blizzard's been on the decline. Um, I think we might see an emergence of bigger and better games of the same kind of style from yeah. these sub companies. I would hope so. I would and maybe even a rival, because we did point out one of them does want to make an MMO. We know, could they, see a they, rival to World of Warcraft. There's a rival coming right now. Um, I think it's called Ashes of Creation, but I'm still worried about that. Oh, too. that's oh yeah, that's holy because crap. They, that's a lot of work. They all show, like I said, they all show this great stuff. But again, I watch them, and none of them have the fluidity of combat that World of Warcraft has. And that worries me because that is mm. literally the most important thing. You're doing it nine times, like nine hours a day when you're playing those games. All you're doing is fighting shit. 
And if it doesn't actually, feel good. Well, actually, Graham, when I've asked people, when we interview people, especially on Mobile, they said their biggest thing is world creation. They're lying. I'm just they're, saying they're, what developers have said when I've asked them. They said their biggest thing yeah, is especially RPGs. They and, don't know. They don't know what they're talking about. And I know that sounds cocky, but it's almost like what I'm saying is the people that are playing their game don't admit to their self or they don't notice that if the game feels good to play, nothing feels like a chore ever. Mm. If it doesn't feel good, then going out and doing your dailies or going out and farming some mats feels like a chore. That's why the most important thing is making it feel good. So that nothing feels so when you log in, you always feel like you're enjoying it. Not yeah. like oh man. Uh, there is I'm one game go. we all have to get, by the way. It's called Phasmophobia. <laughs> it's 14 bucks on um Steam. And basically, um you can play it in VR if you want, but you're four ghost hunters. And you go in houses and schools and stuff and try to hunt ghosts, and you can die in it and Dude, you should. The game is awesome. Oh man, I've picked this up. I just looked it up real quick. Yeah, this looks really cool. It is phenomenal. You know, you get to buy your own flashlights, and you can use. Oh, dude, and you have to try to guess what kind of ghost it is, whether it's a demon or or a poltergeist, and it, it looks so good. Oh wait a minute! I the first video I got was the oh, we the Ouija board was a bad mistake. Correct. And they, yep. they messed and with the Ouija board, and you and you have to happens. talk to the ghost too. So you say, so the person's name is like. Oh, John Smith, you know, John Smith, are you here? You talk to the ghost, just like, you know, watching ghost hunters. And <laughs> if you're not faking it like ghost hunters. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But the game, the game it, actually, it, you have to use your mic in the game. You have to use your mic. You have to have a mic to play. And it, I've been watching a lot of it on YouTube and Twitch. And dude, I am probably going to pick this game up on Friday. Yeah, it's got two mic modes too, right? Like if you're far away, it's like a walkie-talkie. So yeah, when you're far away from each other, it's a walkie-talkie, and you don't really know um, when another person dies because their voice just cuts out. So when you're dead, you can kind of follow your teammates along as a ghost. I watched this video, man, and it just makes me remember how psyched we were to try to play like Friday the 13th, and it turned out not to be good. Oh, dude, no! This game, this game that is looks so fun, and it's in VR too. You can play it in VR as well. It comes with both. Oh, that's really cool. That's really so, cool. would I play in VR? Eh, the ghosts are kind of cheesy. Um, there's no jump scares. Oh, come on! <laughs> What's the point I, of the I, VR? There is, and there's that's that's the point exactly. Now, if you play in VR, it's a different story. It's very, very dark. It's a very dark game. So flashlights and, and, and you know, UV lights are a must. Um, but no, the ghosts aren't super scary, but there are specific ghosts who will, you know, attack if you're together or attack if you're alone or if you say their name too many times. Um, it, it's it's sweet. It is it is an absolutely outstanding game, and I'm probably going to pick it up on Friday. All right. We should all play an actually. And I think it's, it's for four players, too. Sweet. We should all play a stream and stream after this game. Oh, dude, but, it would be a blast. It's in early access right now, so <laughs> some of the character models are kind of eh, really weird. Like they're like when, when, when you duck, when you duck and move, it's hilarious. The knees are going it through is, their... Oh, dude, it's so funny. Or do they? Or do they? Or do they end up with really short legs when they duck? No, it looks like you're doing like a back bend. Okay, walking yeah, on, yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. funny, but it doesn't take away from the game. The game is beautiful. It's very well done. There's a bunch of different maps. 
different difficulties. You earn money to buy blah, 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 blah. It, it's, it looks cool. And like I guess I've been engrossed in this for a while now. Have you been watching half him play it? No. Well, mm-hmm. they, they've been playing it. No, I've been watching um, harshly critical or John Wolf play it. Uh, and uh, Captain Sparkles. <laughs> Captain Sparkles. Wait. So we'll be probably checking out this game. Hopefully within the next week, we'll give you updates. on 14 social media. Bucks. It's $13.99. It's dirt cheap. But we're going to be moving on to technology. We really hope you enjoy technology and pop culture. We're going to get into the Google thing that's going on. That was all over the news this morning. But stay right with us because we're going to be right back with technology and pop culture. That's going to be fun. We are back. We are going to get into technology. We're going to get into the Windows update. We're going to get into Jared Leto. Leto, whatever you want to talk about. He's going back to Leto. <laughs> coming back as the Joker in Justice League. We got the DJI Pocket 2 handheld promises higher quality. And this whole Google debacle that has been going on. We're going to get into the deal of what's going on with that. And Facebook is testing a mini social network focused on you and your neighbors. Okay. What the heck has everybody been checking out this week? Because I have more than a few things, but I want to know what the heck you're talking. What the heck has everybody been checking out? Nothing really. I've been um, studying some business models. I've been trying to get a business plan together because I'm planning on opening up a brewery. But other than that, nothing, nothing crazy. Yeah, me new. I haven't really watched anything. I've been watching Critical Role. Critical? Critical Role is awesome. D&D thing. Yeah. Like, I am super hooked on D&D. Yep. <laughs> How about you, Nathans? Okay, so, was, uh... so, the one thing I did pick up, actually, this week, a... um. A new phone. I got the Nokia 5.3. Um, we did talk about it on the podcast back in April when it was launching. Um, it's actually a fairly decent budget phone. Um, it's like a 6.5 inch screen. It's only 1080p, but there's really no need any. I personally I think there's no need for anything higher on a phone. Um, for me, anyway. You got a new phone? Yeah. What is it? The Nokia 5.3. You got a Nokia? Wow, right here it's um, actually a really decent phone. What do you yeah, mean? Yeah, and like the Nokia five point three, but it's got a six and a half inch screen. Yeah, the five point three is just the model. model. That's, that's weird. Not the, <laughs> that's not the size. <laughs> um, but it's it actually has a bigger screen than their high end, which is I think the Nokia seven point two. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the high end one. It actually has a slightly bigger screen. Um, and it fairly has most high end specs. Like besides like the screen, which is just ten AP, which is fine for me because I don't think there's no need any higher for on me for me on a screen anyway um but the only thing i didn't like about it and i was really surprised it actually has nfc which is i haven't had a phone with nfc in a while but <laughs> i was really surprised it actually has nfc the only thing i think they really skimped on on this phone is which i wish they would have left out the headphone jack and put a better bluetooth chip in it because they went with the older bluetooth chip and i was like i would rather have no headphone jack i'm just getting a better bluetooth chip what is what's the bluetooth chip in it it's a 4.2. Oh, boy. Yeah. I was like, yeah. It's got a good battery. Yeah, it has a really good battery. And how much did you How's pay it? for it? Uh, 170. Oh, that's not bad. No. no. And it has, like, the big selling point for me is it has a back uh, fingerprint reader. Yeah. Because I cannot stand the front fingerprint readers. I don't naturally hold my phone like that or put my phone and put my finger there to, like, unlock anything or have my thumb there. It just doesn't work that way. See with with, with oh. me, I do like the back fingerprint readers, but like like if I'm like 
in bed or something and have to pick up my phone and flip it over to use the thing. I don't know. I'm kind of liking the front fingerprint reader now. Um, well, there's another reason too, because I also replace, like I can replace screens on Pure Peel. So one of the bigger things I don't like is fact the phones with a fingerprint reader in the front, also the screens cost more. A lot more. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and it's yeah. kind of dumb. It's like, just put it in the back. That technology doesn't have to be recycled. Like you can reuse, like, don't do that. See, I like the rear fingerprint reader myself because when I pick up my phone, the, the well, last I think I had a Pixel or something like that, and I always unlocked it like this. Yeah, so I use my index I like finger. that. I like easy, that. easy peasy. I'm, I, exactly. I, I was kind of mad that iPhone got rid of fingerprint reader in general. I'm kind of surprised. Well, I, don't, I, I like. Don't trust see, the, I like my face. I, I don't, love it. I don't. I don't trust the face ID. My brother know. and I look pretty close, like pretty similar, and he can't unlock my phone. It's hmm. it's pretty. It's very accurate. But. Other than that, it has mostly fairly decent. It has four cameras on it. it has 4K uh, recording. What's the point so. of 4K recording when you can't see it? Yeah, your but phone. you're not going to see it anyway. The point of 4K recording is like you're going to upload that to somewhere, and that's where the benefit is. I especially, bet. especially if it is like for like we do some of our videos like in 4K now on our YouTube channel. But like, especially if I put it in 1080p, it's a lot better to do zooms and stuff without losing pixelization. Yeah, yeah. it looks really good when when you have a, enough light. Like with the phones, like that's yeah. the only problem with like the phones because the sensor is so much smaller. Yeah, but this phone See, the, got massive sensors. The low the light one. quality on my, I I still only have an XS Max or a 10X Max or 10S Max, whatever. Like two generations ago for iPhones, the low light quality is out of this world on it. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm actually contemplating getting the Asus phone or no the, is it Asus? I don't know. It's like a gamer phone. It might be MSI or something. I don't. I don't remember. The problem like with the Asus phones. Nate hates the Asus phones because of the uh, the bloatware. bloatware. So yeah, and I've messed around with a few of them, and out of the box they run like shit. But really? if you wipe that thing out and put like straight um, Android on there without Acer involved, it runs. They run great. Really? Yeah. That's easy enough to do too. Yeah. Kitty butt. Um. But anyway, other than that, so that's the obviously my phone. But wow. So so they have so, a five G version too. Yeah. So two movies I watched this week, and I'm probably gonna watch the third one, even though it might be good, might be bad, who knows? Um, Hell House. So Hell House one was fairly good. I I think they did a pretty good job. It's it's done like the Blair Witch Project. It's a documentary of these guys, and it's funny because it reminded me of Ben. Now, don't now. Don't you think if Ben had the money, he would build, he would buy an old hotel and turn it into a haunted house year round? Yes, he would. Oh, that'd be a guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the storyline, pretty much of this. These guys like buy this abandoned hotel, and they turn it into a haunted house, like for October. And on the opening night, something absolutely horrific goes wrong. People are like, fifteen people are killed and all this other shit. Um, and there's like video that someone uploaded to YouTube on it of people rushing out of there, the cops showing up, fire trucks, everything. Um, and then it slowly goes to the story of the buildup to them putting this hotel together, rebuilding it, and then up to opening night, which is the final scene in the movie. Uh, and it was done fairly good. I think they did a good job. Then Hell House 2. <laughs> it was like, okay, I think they let some of their friends be actors on this one. They like promised somebody, oh, you could act in the second one. Don't worry. Because there was some really bad acting. I think we did a better job with our I'm not YouTube the, series. I, I'm not a very big fan of... Um found footage movies but i did like that movie um as above so below i think it's called 
I've mm. heard of it, but that looks messed up. It's the one with the uh, the people. It was a go, great like, movie. They go spelunking into like London yeah. caves, and they end up basically going through hell of their own nightmares in their own like sins and shit. That's a really good. Oh, movie. that, that was, was a good one. movie. Yeah, 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 the, yeah. the setting is creepy as hell yeah. because they're in the underground where like catacombs of London, which guess what. Is filled with millions of bones, people. Mm. Yep, and they take footage from that and actually put it into the movie, so it's extremely creepy. Yeah, but other yeah. than that, I'm not a big fan of found footage movies. No, I am. I love the found footage stuff. Well, found footage um, makes it feel kind of realistic. You know, yeah, um, like, oh, like there real. was one, like that. There was the one we talked about earlier, like earlier in the year of the podcast that was actually based in during the pandemic, and it was based in it was all done in Zoom, <laughs> which was cool. Um, I, I don't know. Those are really interesting, especially when they're done well. But when there's bad acting, it's like it really breaks the immersion because you're like, okay, people don't act like that. People just don't act like that. Um, and there was a few, it's annoying because in the second one, there was some really good actors and some really, really bad actors. And like they did one thing that really annoyed me. Like, for instance, like when you're shooting a horror movie, don't put direct light on freaking like horror makeup. You can oh. see the mistakes. You can see where it looks fake. That's why there's like always like shadows and stuff cast or a little bit of light cast across like where an area. They usually like direct light on some of like the costumes and stuff. And I'm like, okay, that just looks fake now. So I don't know. There was just too many points. I was just like, oh, they, 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 they really <laughs> like could have done a way better job on the second one. And there's a third one, I guess. I'm eventually obviously going to check it out because like, I have to. And now I'm invested <laughs> have to watch the third one whether it's good or bad it's the same writers and stuff so i'm like oh oh well what it is i watched uh adam family one and two oh the from the 90s there those are not really scary what are you doing i don't do scary what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well mr uh tony camper is gonna make you watch lovecraft country because i told him to oh yeah well, yeah <laughs> um and very no, that was really good. I'm not gonna give away spoiler it's fairly soon, but absolutely masterful work by JJ Abrams and J Jordan Peele. Like those two need to do more shit together because that was one of the best TV series of this year. Oh if not the best. What? Uh Lovecraft Country. No. Um, no, <laughs> and I think it, I think it will. I think it will easily go down. Probably, if it. I mean, if it doesn't get more than a half a billion awards, like I'll be really surprised. It was like it, it was done so well. I'm just sure that if Nate thinks it's a, the best, it's probably average because Nate always overhypes the shit. You, you wait, it's um, going to get a bunch of awards. I you don't wait. care, Nate. I've you told wait. you a thousand times. Freaking Get Out is a 100% rated movie on freaking. Uh, Rotten Tomato, and that movie is like a fifty at best. I don't no, care to you, to you well, yes, to actual people. The only people that gave that movie a hundred percent were people who were like, "Oh well, it's a black movie with black people in it." Perfect movie. They didn't bother to look at the fact that a couple of the actors were terrible, and I'm not talking about the black guys. The white guys were terrible in that movie. They couldn't act for shit, and they ruined half the scenes. And you could see what was coming a mile away. Well, like the movie your, wasn't. That's your opinion. That's fine. Okay, but my point is, when <laughs> you sit there and defend these, you say, "Well, it's going to win a ton of awards." You forget that these award companies 
nowadays don't reward writing, directing, or acting. They reward diversity. So you don't know if this show is going to get, even if it's really good, you don't know if it's going to get that award because of how good it is or if because they feel it deserves it because it had a bunch of black people in it. And that's just how they've destroyed their, their point of view. To me, it had some of the best writing, had elements of some of the best horror movies I've ever seen. Maybe. Element, elements from uh, Lovecraft lore itself. Elements from some of the best sci-fi, including Doctor Who. There was actually elements that remind me a lot of Doctor Who in this show, um, which is crazy. And just some of the best storytelling, like in general. And history. They actually incorporated parts of history into this too, which was really neat. Um, it was just in general. And they got time travel right, which is a big plus for me. Yeah, so. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it, Nate, because you mm-hmm. said the history thing. Because yeah. I bet they probably they probably lied a lot in the history of it. But no, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take a look at it. No, because I actually had to verify this, and um, I was talking to uh, Tony Camper, and I was telling him about a scene, something that happened in like the 50s and stuff, and he was like, "Oh no, that was a real thing." And he told me the actual the whole story, and I was like, "Holy shit!" So. Yeah, it's it was it's really good. Anyway, so let's get into this uh, um, Windows update. So Windows October, an update that Johnny's not going to do. <laughs> <laughs> he, he said today he does the updates now. Okay, he's just ha- having trouble with another laptop getting the the hard drive to work. Yeah, I know. I'm going to have to get to work. I'll probably have to work on that damn thing. Well, I don't know. It, like what he said, it might be a. Uh... I bet you his BIOS is not enabled for legacy or for UEFI. It's not really legacy or something. It's a simple change. Yeah, probably it's not recognizing the drive. I don't. I don't know if it has something to do because it's Windows Seven and he's trying to put it into a SATA port. No, he's not giving it power. Windows Ten. Uh, no, he's, he's not giving, giving it. it power. He says he's giving it power, but I don't know because he said it wouldn't do that. He, Question is, if you plugged both pow- the power and the, I mean, if you didn't plug the power in and just plugged it into SATA, would it still show in the UEFI? No. Okay, then. So it is. It does show in the, in the BIOS or whatever you want to call it, but it doesn't show in Windows. So more than likely, he probably has legacy mode turned on, and that has to be off. Hmm. Yeah. But I don't know. He's been because what he did was he 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 ran it through Linux. And was trying to get the, the the picture files off, but all the pictures were corrupted. No, I like I, I like he's been messaging me, and I'm trying to help him. I'm gonna eventually have to work on it. I know he's just doing probably something simple wrong. Maybe that he's just looking. He's just looking over. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard to like interpret that over like text. And if yeah. I just look at it, if I look at it, I'll be like, oh, okay, this is what you're doing wrong. But I don't think um, it's Windows 10 that's the problem. No, it's not Windows 10. So Windows 10, though, is getting a makeover to their start bar, though. I like it. It's getting a fresh lick of paint. <laughs> Microsoft started rolling out Windows 10 October 2020 update. And while it's far from the biggest update of the operating system, there's still a few things. Mm-hmm. The first thing is a start uh, start menu change. Microsoft says it was has streamlined design, and there is more uniform look for the tiles. Mm-hmm. So, I don't notice it's, a difference. Yeah, there's not much. I mean, it's like they made Windows Arrow a little bit more arrowy. <laughs> like it's more, yeah, vibrant. it's more vibrant. That's all. Yeah. Well, and Microsoft you Edge, have your own backgrounds and stuff. Yeah, and Microsoft Edge is now baked in a bit more deeply into the OS. 
that one which that I don't know why, but sure. You use it, right, Rody? What Edge? Yeah, that's all I use is Edge. Yeah. Um. And they're like, oh, you can now get Xbox Game Pass. I thought you could already get Game Pass on PC, but whatever. Yeah, you could already. I'm pretty sure. Now, if you have Game Pass for your Xbox, can do you, do you get it for your PC, or do you have to pay for it twice? I think you get it for your PC too. I'm not positive yeah. on that, but I think you get it for your PC too. Interesting. I think you just have to sign in, just like PlayStation. Yeah. If you have PlayStation now on your PlayStation, you have to use it on your PC as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. Yeah, it's it's just a little update, nothing special. I don't know how the I don't use Edge, so I don't know how much the Alt Tab feature will work out. For well, I refuse for, to use uh, Chrome because it's garbage. Yeah, it, I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend it, use Chrome either. Doesn't Chrome use Edge? I mean, doesn't Edge use Chromium? Okay, so okay, so Chrome is not Chromium. Yeah, it's completely different. <laughs> they don't run off the so, same thing. Okay, so Chrome is built off Chromium. And why are we not using Chrome anymore? Okay, so Chrome <laughs> sucks up. It sucks up your RAM big uh, time. It, it takes up it like it saves all your data for one. Uh, everything you're doing on your PC for the most part. They all do, even if they um, tell you they don't. So, but the two that um, don't, a hundred percent. And they were actually so. If anybody knows it, does everybody here know what DefCom is? Mm-hmm. Okay, so DefCom did a rating of the most the browser that did like that gathered the most user data and the two that gathered zero zero user data completely was brave browser and vivaldi uh and ever since that came out i was like i've never heard of vivaldi and i decided to check it out and it's actually a really good browser um and you can completely customize everything all your privacy settings right away as soon as you like boot it up um, and install it, it actually goes through the menu and asks, hey, well, how many things do you actually you mean want us to know about? And you can check off things you want the browser to know and you can not check anything. Yeah, right now Chrome, um, Chrome is using two to three gigabytes of RAM. Yeah, it, it's like RAM hog. <laughs> That's um, crazy. So the two but I, I recommend... like 20 uh, browsers open. So. Oh, well, yeah. And like Brave Browser and Vivaldi, like those are the two I'd recommend. Vivaldi is based off of uh, Chromium as well. Um, yeah, so I but, used to like Opera a lot. Opera's not too bad. Opera's okay. So Opera has it's. I don't know if everybody saw their own gaming uh, browser. Well, Opera got in big trouble too. Yeah, yeah, they did. Um, like they have some neat bells and whistles if that's your thing. But if your thing is privacy, like you mean, yeah, yeah, so. yeah, like like Nate's camera. Like my camera. It's oh, dead. it's dead. <laughs> dead. What happened? I don't know. That's the one but. thing Discord needs to make is uh, static pictures for when That'd your camera's cool. not there. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. That would be. That would be a thing. <laughs> and we're upside down. <laughs> there you go. That was funny. Uh, so, anyway. Sorry, did I screw shit up? Because my freaking everything cut out and I couldn't hear anything. No, no. Okay. No. Uh, okay, funny. so DJI Pocket 2 anyway, but... <laughs> handheld promises higher quality and mods. Yes. This is pretty cool. I never got the first one. I probably won't get the second one because I already have a GoPro. Um, hmm. But they definitely uh, added some cool things to it. 
it depends if they'll come out at a reasonable amount of time, seeing that I'm still waiting for the GoPro uh, screen mod to come out. Hmm. But at least it's uh, compatible with both. Because uh, they, they're coming out, they, they, they have the media mod out for the GoPro 9 now, but it's not compatible with the 8. Because oh. it's a different uh, size or something's different about it. Because that the new one has a uh, uh, like a dead cat on it. Oh, okay. Versus the old one. But anywho, so this new one has a it's got a better a bigger lens. Um, it's got a wider field of view versus the old one where you had to use a special lens on it to make it give you a better wider view. Um, and a whole bunch of like attachments you can get. You can get a creator kit that comes with. My phone's ringing. Uh, that comes with a uh, a little stand, uh, the a uh, another lens, and then there's uh, another kit that comes with like um, a bunch of uh, like a. I'm like, sorry, my phone. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Hopefully, it's not the hospital. Um, a uh, a wireless microphone. Oh, okay. Then they have the underwater one. They got uh, a new control thing because before it was like this weird scroll wheel. Now it's a little uh, like analog stick. Um, but it can do. Uh, let's see, bigger sensor, one point one seven inch versus one point two three. Um, it says it does sixty four megapixel, but it's more like it does sixteen megapixel times four, and then oh, it compiles no. the image. Um. It's a one point F 1.8. Uh, the old one was F 2.0. The battery life is 140 minutes. Um, it can do 4K 60 or up to 240 in full HD. Ooh. Um, so it's got a little bit. Uh, it's, it, it, works, it works a little better. Um, it's got 240 is nice. <laughs> yeah, it's got four microphones yeah, now. Sweet. It's got four microphones now. Um, okay, so the, they're saying DGI is getting into the mod game. Simply pop off the bottom section of the handle and you'll be able to add extra functionality like Bluetooth Wi-Fi, a Bluetooth Wi-Fi module, a 3.5 microphone jack, a wire or a wireless receiver for the wireless mic. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What's this? DGI won't, uh, is won't to sneak. I don't know what that, that doesn't make sense. They use the wrong word. Uh, software so, tricks this time around that means the latest version of active track 3.0 a drop aware feature that will protect the camera lens if you have a butterfingers moment yeah interesting so it's only 50 dollars more than the current one that's not bad yeah 349 yeah yeah it's on then yeah because the other one goes for 299 on amazon right now yeah so, so that's not bad actually no it, it was i think like during when it's on sale and stuff it's a lot cheaper Hmm. Well, the other one will probably go on sale once this launches. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I watched uh, a YouTube vlogger guy do a review on it. It was pretty nice. I'm just uh, I want to see uh, what all these uh, mods do. Like in this image I'm showing, there's a whole bunch of stuff on here. I'm not quite sure what they are. But the the whole microphone jack is a plus because the old one didn't have it. You had to get it separately. And it was, it was very awkward. It was just this big, long dongle that you plug into the bottom of it through USB-C, but it didn't, 
you, you couldn't just buy a regular USB-C one. It had to have a special chip in it to make it actually work. I hate that. I yeah. hate that crap. Yeah, freaking... Ugh, yeah. But uh, it looks like this one you can get a dead cat for. I don't know where the hell the dead cat goes. <laughs> it, must, it must go on the uh, the wireless mic. Oh, yeah. That's what I'd guess. Yeah. I would guess. But No, it's pretty cool. It's got the... You can get a waterproof holder for it and two and stuff. But you leave some of the things that just need to leave to GoPro, because I don't know that'd be weird to put on a hat because <laughs> it's got the uh, GoPro mount on it. Yeah. So. Wow. Uh, so okay. So uh, so Facebook. So they doesn't know. So so like I deleted like the Facebook app off my phone like months ago. Um, Facebook now is uh. Next big play could be getting to know your neighbors. The company has confirmed this week that it is testing a new feature that encourages users to post and share news in miniature social networks focused on small geographical areas. Users can create social profiles that share limited information with their neighbors, while Facebook itself will use the detailed locations data it collects to those enrolled and serve more relative ads. So um, basically give ads to your area like, hey, you know the local Walmart is selling this this week on sale. Or, hey, you know you're, this car shop down is having a sale on oil changes or whatever. Like, kind of thing. Now, isn't there, there's an app called Nextdoor that basically does the same damn thing. So you think they're trying to kind of market on that? And like, Well, yeah, I mean, the Nextdoor app is actually pretty fantastic. So you can go on it, and it's like a little mini social media, mm-hmm. you know, looking for child care looking for a tree removal service. It's super easy to use, and it's nowhere near as invasive as Facebook is. Facebook is just, I don't know. I swear to God, that shit reads your mind. You can like think of something, and then all of a sudden, oh, hey, there's an ad for it. It's like, what? Yeah, like we did that story a while ago on our news segment thing about how showing how Facebook literally records every single thing you're doing off of Facebook. And after that, I really made this. I was like, I got to delete. No, I'm not deleting this off my phone. It's not getting anywhere near my phone again. So. Yeah, it's, and, it's crazy. Yeah. So, and I think this is neat. Obviously, they're trying to key in on that. But obviously, you can tell where their end goal is. They want to sell ads locally. Um, yeah. Obviously. Because a lot of people don't realize this. Okay, so um, Facebook is free. Yes, you all get to choose to choose to use it you can all sign into it and use it but it's really not free for one you're selling your privacy that's right in the terms of service um and then two you mean they're you mean they're making money off you they're giving you ads so they can make money off you um if it was actually a real service meant for you and your neighbors they would probably make you pay for it because that's the only way they'd be making money so yep so a lot of people don't realize that. <clears throat> I, don't, I I still have Facebook. I don't post really that often on it, except for like the podcast and stuff. But... Yeah, I, I use mine from time to time when there's something hilarious, but that's about it. Like when Viva Low Dirt League puts out a new video. And... <laughs> oh, that stuff is so funny. Okay, so we have a few articles here. 
So one is involving, obviously, the government has filed antitrust charges against Google. And we've seen this happen like three or four times this year already when they've amounted to nothing. Now, this is the next time. Um, we even had those them do the Zoom call uh, speaking to Congress as well. So this is the latest one. Um, and it supposedly is pointing out on Tuesday, legal mon monopoly. Basically, they're saying they have a monopoly over the market um, with searches and as far as for markets and stuff like that for finding things on the internet. They have a monopoly and be able to find and like push people towards certain businesses or to businesses they own. Um, if anybody doesn't know, it was back in, what was it, 2000, I want to say 13 or 14, was when they came in front of Congress and they said they the same thing, exactly the same thing almost. Um, they had a monopoly and that they were basically sharing only ads that promoted their own business and they went in front of Congress and they actually proved they weren't. No, um, they actually are though. They didn't prove that at all. No, they did prove because they actually got, because they won the case. They did it, prove they weren't. It wasn't they weren't. a case. They were, they, were, they were asked to come and talk, Nate. It wasn't a legal case. Well, no, you know what I mean, though. They didn't but, win, no, they didn't win a case. They talked and left. That's all that happened. There was no case. They didn't prove they, were, they weren't, and they didn't prove they were. They just told, sat down in front of Congress and talked to them. This is what I was trying to explain to you before. Well, no, but it, they talked, and the Congress agreed, okay, you're not, you can go. No, what Congress agreed was to let them leave and store the info and that's being rolled into everything that's coming now. This has been going on for almost three years, dude. Hmm. What you're talking about is just part of all this stuff. And the, our thing we had on, on Twitter, or on Facebook earlier, I don't even know what you're talking about because this is not what's going on. Are you just like, is your head in the sand? Because what's going on is not this. Um, this case is not what's going on. What's going on is they're being brought up on charges of election interference and fraud. This other stuff is just behind the... I don't know where... This entire thing about them being a monopoly is a side thing. Um, It is the front page of every single website I think I've seen today. This literally story. not what's going on. You can literally <laughs> look it up. They are being accused of election <laughs> fraud in the, DO, the, the DOJ. And the P Department of Homeland Security and the FBI are all looking into them because a week ago, they forcefully stopped a Biden news story coming out and actively banned news reporters and news networks that were showing the article. Yep. That's what's going on. I don't know where you're getting this from, but I'm guessing you're getting smoke blown up your ass. There was, there was a story. Case. There was a story, I guess, where people found ballots and dumpsters and side of the road and stuff like that they tried publishing that and google took took it off their search engine basically basically what what happened a week ago is not even a week ago like four or five days ago the the, the fbi the doj and the department of homeland security announced that they're invited they're investigating hunter biden because the laptop they have has proof that he was getting bribes and his father may be in, implicated in on these bribes. They have proof that this happened, that, and the New York Times made a story about it. They put it on Twitter to perpetuate the story, and they were banned from Twitter, and the story was taken down. And then people couldn't put anybody who put the story back up was banned and taken down. That's what led to them finally saying, We're now going to invest Google, Twitter, and all these other 
these sites for election fraud. The story you're talking about well, that- is happening at the same time. Like this other thing that's going on, which is um their monopoly thing, is a mm-hmm. different lawsuit that's going against Google because they're they oh, might well, have a this is the one we're focusing on right now. No, so, you're anyways. focusing on that one because you don't want to focus on the one that's well, actually no. a smoking well, gun for Google. No, the one I'm focusing on is because it was on every top website there was today. Because they um, don't want to cover the other one. That's why they're getting in trouble because um, they're so, not letting people cover it. So anyway, so the Justice Department did file this landmark what do you call, <laughs> antitrust. Um, it's ridiculous, dude. He just wants to put his head so, in sand about it. So it's a 64-page uh, lawsuit. There's a lot of information. Um, and I was watching different like news organizations that are broadcasting it, uh, different lawyers and even YouTube, like these guys that are on YouTube that are actually tech lawyers and stuff will give their opinion. And basically they point out like they have to rewrite the bill for them to get any headway with this. Um, because basically the, the law, some of the laws are so outdated because things have changed so much, even from 1996, they've changed so much, um, where like, No, no, I'm talking about the last time it was updated was 1996. Oh, okay. Um, So, and it's still outdated to that point. Um, Basically, like, these companies can pretty much do what they want. They can't be persecuted. That's not true at all. No, they can't. No, to a point, they can't. Literally not true. To a point, they can't. That's what the 1996 Act was about. To the point, no, they can't. That's literally not true. Um, So... Because as long as they're not a publishing company or they're not basically, as long as they don't basically what they were trying to, the Congress was trying to get them at before trying to basically steer ads to make money for their own companies, uh, which they can't do. If anybody doesn't know back in, I think it was, I think it was in the thirties or the forties, somewhere on there. Um, that was exactly what the oil cup, this one big, the biggest oil company in the world was doing literally. Um, and they did, they brought them from Congress and they actually broke up that oil company to separate businesses, um, because they were literally funneling oil business back to themselves. Um, and, and like giving out, uh, like blocking out their competitors, literally. So, and that's where like this law was actually first, like kind of brought into play. And that's what they're kind of pulling on now. And one guy pointed out, he's at the most, what they can do is force alphabet, which is cause everybody calls it Google. It's actually alphabet. Um, force Alphabet to file every single branch of their company as separate businesses. Um, as at the most they can do. Okay. That's, so that's now, what they can get do. Okay. So now we're going to counter that with the actual truth. Okay. So for starters, everything you're talking about falls under a thing called Section 230. Section 230, which I explained to you on Facebook and you ignored multiple times, is a very simple rule. If they are a publisher, they can curate and control what you can and cannot see because they are a publisher. If they define themselves as a platform, they cannot. And the reason for that is because as a platform, they are protected from, for example, say they run an article about Bazinga that's false and Bazinga sues them under under um, they can he can sue their company. But if that perpetuates out, he can't sue them for the damages from it being perpetuated. Because under the Section 230, they are protected from being sued for stuff that is on their site without their knowledge. That's no, you're what right. it does. But what they're they are controlling doing, it. But what, the, yes, what the, this is what That's Nate is problem. ignoring. What, and the reason why I'm talking about the media is because the media is trying to hide and cover this shit because it's all ties back to what's going on with Biden and his fucking laptop and the sun. Okay? So they don't, 
they are actively controlling what you can see. Again, they Twitter banned that news network for running a story they didn't agree with. If I try to Google Hillary, Hillary Clinton emails, I'll only get the left version of it. I won't get the actual story behind why it happened because they are actively blocking that from search engines. When they start curating that, they are no longer a platform. They are now a publisher. So what they're doing is they are claiming to be a platform, but acting like a publisher. And that's why they are 100% in trouble. They may not get them on Monopoly, but they're going to get them on other stuff. And because of Google, the internet's going to get reined, reined in badly because of their ill practices. And it all goes back to the election tampering. And the video I showed you earlier of the Google executive explaining that they are actively trying to prevent people from seeing Donald Trump in in his ads and anything he has to say. And they are actively trying to push people to vote for Biden. I gave you a video, which I'm sure you didn't watch Um, from Project Veritas, which has which the um, the what do you call it? The, The Department of Homeland Security is now using in their investigation because they have a high-ranking official from Google explaining how the company is trying to affect the election. Um, and this all goes back to the monopoly talk. So like, so that's actually what I said. Well, not completely. But so if they actually force Google to actually file all their companies separately, some of those companies are platforms and some are publishers. The publisher ones will be safe. That's the, platforms, not, the platforms won't. That's not the point. So they, they can't act. They won't actually be able to do that because what Congress is going to vote on which is what Ted Cruz has been doing for a while, is to strip Google as an entirety of their 230 rights, along with Twitter and Facebook and all these social media sites. Well, probably are YouTube going to have too, because they do the same they're thing with YouTube. Yeah, they're all going to have to comply with the Constitution, which is what uh, Cruz is pushing in, in the Senate or House, whatever the big one is. Well, or, freedom, of, freedom of speech is a big thing that they keep yeah. blocking. Well, they're all going to, that's, that's the point. They're going to have to comply with that or all of them are going to lose their, their, their 230 protection regardless of whether or not they file them off in different spots. They're just going to lose it because it's going to be voted away from them from social media companies because social media is not going, they're not like going, oh, well, you said a bad word, we're going to ban you, which is fine. You're, if you're harassing people, fine. What mm-hmm. they're doing is like, oh, Steven Crowder is a right-wing activist, so we're going to demonetize him. Oh, well, he didn't go out of business. Well, we're going to bury his channel so no one sees his videos. Do you know that you're, spo- you're supposed to get a, a notification from any anybody you follow, right, Nate? Like, if I follow us and you put a new video up, I get yeah. a notification, right? Yeah. I have never received a notification from Steven Crowder's channel. You know why? And he won a court case with his lawyer a year ago about this. They, behind the scenes, shut off all notifications. So if you follow his channel, you don't know when he puts a video up. And they didn't tell him or the people that follow his channel. They just yeah. shut him off to try and but, bury him so that he would lose viewers and he would die. Yeah, but like for instance, like one guy pointed out, um, one lawyer pointed out, the reason why they're not going to get him and they're not going to get the votes for one, a lot of these tech companies actually do uh, fund a lot of the politicians, so the votes won't be there. And then the second, They already have the votes. They literally only have the votes um, because they have Trump. As long as Trump wins the election and he says, and he says... <laughs> it's very unlikely, but sure. Uh, he's going to win the election. <laughs> You're delusional if they actually believe the news reports. Um, but as long as he wins the election, he is on he's on the side of doing this. And if you know anything about this Congress, whatever he says, they freaking do. 
they're in um, his pocket. Well, that's like uh, on Facebook. There's these uh, guys called the Hodge twins. They're they're conservatives, and they uh, were I don't know if they were or they were bound to be demonetized from Facebook. They, they would they've been demonetized. People can't because Crowder brings his lawyer on once a month, and his lawyer talks about all these cases. It's something like forty litigations he's had against Twitter, and he's destroyed them all. Like he, he's never lost a freaking case, ever against any of these big tech companies because they're all breaking laws and rules daily. And then he, they expect you not to take them to court. And But Crowder's got a ton of money because he, he makes all his money off his mug club. People subscribe. It's like 70 bucks a year to, to watch all this stuff. So they don't even go. He doesn't even go through Twitter. So when they demonetize him, he just laughed at him and took him to court. Like, and as, as for the, the whole thing with Biden, if you think they're actually telling you the truth about his polling numbers, then I suggest you take a look at any of his videos where he goes to he goes to a state for a campaign and there's about ten people in the crowd. Well, I'm not going to get into the explanation of that because that would take too long. But <laughs> I am going to get into Jared Leto returning as the Joker, Justice League Snyder Cut. So I cannot wait for the damn Snyder Cut because I thought Justice League was a pretty good movie and it could have been a way better if the original version was kept intact. Um. Because I don't, I think there would have been a lot more serious parts in it. I think it would have been darker. I think it would have been, you know, I mean, there's just so many things that would have been just from, you know, I mean, from Zack Snyder's just in his directing. Like, I think it would have been, it would have felt as a different movie. It would have felt like it was a good movie, but it would have been even better. Um, now, with this, now, with this Snyder cut, is it going to be a different movie, basically? Pretty much. It's going to be close to a different movie because you got different, even the new actors. You got Jared Leto coming in here as the Joker also. Which wasn't even in it. Mm-mm. Um, so, and we have we already know that a lot. Some of the actors already came back and redid some scenes. Yeah, which is um, we've unheard, that's never been done. Yeah, and <laughs> we've seen some of the CGI has already been redone. They've shown some images, and it's like way more impressive. So, like, yeah, they're putting a lot of work into this. Like, it seems like he really is. Like, I think because so many people were asking for this cut for like ever. Um, it seems like this guy actually cared what his fans actually thought it was like, holy crap, I need to put like, you know, I mean, I need to do this. Like my fans want this. I'm waiting for it to come out. And then the, the new scenes are cartoon. <laughs> oh, they get the actor to do it. No, I'm not going to uh, do that. Okay. Well, we're going to put this little cartoony part in. Yeah. I mean, it's like, for, like I like Josh Whedon's work. Like he, I, I'm not downing Josh Whedon, but I just don't think he was meant to do like, not this movie. Like he did a pretty good job, but just not like Snyder. Like it needed to be dark. It needed to be DC. It needed to be, you mean gritty. Josh Whedon does not make good movies anyway. The what about Will Wheaton? <laughs> What'd you say? What'd you say? Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton? Oh, sorry. I mixed them up. Will Wheaton. <laughs> Either way, my point being is the Avengers were okay, the ones he did direct, but he's never been good, dude. Like, I, I, I don't know why people pretend he was because of Buffy. Like, I liked Firefly, but that was the only thing he ever did that was easy. Fire, yeah, Firefly was amazing, but... Not amazing, good. If it was amazing, it wouldn't have been canceled. It was good. It was niche, and it was good. But this... Mm. No, he doesn't make great stuff. And he also doesn't understand superhero movies. I don't care if people are like, well, the Avengers were great. Yeah, but it was also kid gloves on everything. 
Exactly. That's why I don't only think the Avenger movies are okay. They're not great at all. Like I like Justice League, even the Justice League we got better than most of the Marvel movies. Well, Justice League was great because it felt like there were actual stakes and people could be hurt. Yeah. You don't see that in those other movies. Like even when Thanos kills every uh snaps his finger and destroys everyone, you're still like, Yeah, but they'll be fine because it's a Marvel movie. Yeah, exactly. Nobody ever uh, dies. Like and like when the scene like when like Superman like wakes up, like he's kicking the shit out of people, he's like, Oh damn, <laughs> he might actually kill one of them. Yeah, you kinda think he might like, kill someone. Yeah. Yeah. But you you don't think in any of the Marvel movies. Exactly, yeah. It's like, oh, you, you cat Iron Man died? I didn't see that coming. Spoilers. It, no, explain to me how this is supposed to be a war and not a, only one person on the good guy side is damaged or killed exactly. during yeah. the fight. Exactly. Yeah. None of them are none of them are disabled. Like they're all perfectly fine. All the chicks that don't even know how to fight, like his random girlfriend that doesn't know how to fight, is fine. They're all fine. Nobody gets their ass kicked. Give me a break. Thor looked like crap. He got fat. Yeah, but he got beat up. But that's not. That's not. No, like, he didn't get that, beat up. He just looked like fat. He just got fat. There's no consequences <laughs> to it. Like I had the same gripe about, like for instance, like Game of Thrones. The last season sucked, and one of the biggest things that pissed me off is the. George R. George R. Martin pointed out, he said, there's only going to be two people left alive at the end of the book. And one of them has to be Sam because he wrote the damn book. And so, and then there's one other character. We don't know that one. You know what? Everybody was like, almost everybody was alive. I was like, what is going on? And I'm going to get some diversity hate. I'll tell you why. Because the last season was reversed. They wanted the last season to be about a strong woman. So they made uh, Cersei the bad guy. At the end, I'm telling you right now, when you read the last book of Game of Thrones, she will be dealt with before the White Walkers. Yeah, probably. Period. She is not the big bad. But someone at HBO was like, well, you know, woman power. So let's make her the big bad. No, the big bad is the bad guy who's been coming since the first season. Well, you can't retcon that shit and expect people to be happy about it. Well, like, for instance, Roger Martin was in an interview and he basically pointed out he didn't say without he did without saying it. He basically said like the two creators were listening too much to reading too much of the blogs and stuff like that. And like did too much fan, like fan service as far as like writing in of what the fans actually wanted and what some of the fans thought should happen. Dude, a half an episode spent on her, her and Jamie falling in love so that he can leave the next day. Give me a break. Yeah. And, um, and he said, I'm not going to, he said, I'm not willing to do that. This story is like, I'm going to write the story I meant to write. And there's no changing that. No one's going to change my mind of how the story ends. That's why I freaking love the Wheel of Time. Because at the end, in that last goddamn battle, in the final battle, half the freaking cast gets killed. Oh, yeah. It's not a a thing where the good guys have a bunch of nameless people dying and the good guys win. It's like, dude, you killed her. Oh, you killed Dude, don't you kill Lan. Oh, my God, they're killing Lan. Yeah, they like everybody like, dies almost. Everybody like, gets killed. <laughs> yeah, because that's like, how it's supposed to be. It's a battle. It's, people don't survive battle. People like a good tragedy. That's why Empire is a high, one of the highest rated Star Wars movies. It's a good tragedy. It's not like, just people because love it's a, that. It's not just because it's, it's a tragedy. You build up this final battle, like the the thing with the the White Walkers, for mm. six freaking books, and then you get to the last one. And they kill every nameless person in the world and one person you know yeah. and nobody else. 
that that t- remember how I always said to you like that's why American cartoons suck because you never the bad guy never seems like a threat. Like you watch uh, Dragon Ball Z in the first season, and up until Goku beats Vegeta, you're like Goku might lose to Vegeta because they make you think he's tough. Yeah, I never pic- expected and- anybody to lose to the White Walkers because they didn't do it right. Yeah, and Piccolo gets killed and stuff like they actually yeah, kill you, people off. You didn't. You ex. You don't expect that shit. Like that's yeah. good writing. This is lazy. The fact that Dragon Ball Z has better writing than Game of Thrones TV does is laughable. <laughs> Given what well, Dragon Ball Z is, aside from the let's have forty episodes building up to a fight that's the same you scene. Say that that, Nate, you say that, but you know what I did about a, a year ago, dude? Okay. I watched the entire Dragon Ball Z series original, not Kai. I had watched Kai like previously. Okay. It's a hundred times better with those 40 boring episodes in the middle. The buildup is not there when you just watch Kai. And you and I guarantee if it was the first time you had ever seen it and you just watched Kai, you'd be like, oh, this is really cool. And then if you could erase your mind and watch the original, you would be because it's like it it's like pent up frust- frustration. It's well, like not having it, dude. It's like not having sex for six months and then getting late. Well, I don't that's, think they need that's that what money. Z is. Like, I think, like, okay, I don't. You don't need that many, but you need, like, for instance, like Rioni Kenshin's like second season. The build up to uh, fighting Shishio like was a slow build up, but it didn't need forty episodes. It did like twenty. Yeah, you, you say that, Nate. You say that, Nate. But not, and this is a fact. All the fighting and all the shit is cool. All the fighting, all the shit is cool. I not. I, I have a I'm part I've watched Crunchyroll so I'm like and they did this thing a while back where they did a vote of like favorite scene in the original Dragon Ball Z season one. Tooken. It wasn't the fighting, it wasn't the death. You want to know what it was, Nate? What? It was the scene where Goku Go Gohan returns Across. home and he's he's debating going inside and, and Piccolo's like waiting standing behind him and he says make your choice to him, Gohan. Oh. And Gohan turns around and walks over to uh, to Piccolo and then the Saiyan show up. That is the most liked scene in the history oh. of the first season of Dragon Ball. And it's because you waited 40 fucking episodes yeah. to yeah. have that shit happen. And when that happened, you were like, oh, my fucking God. That's why. you got to know how to build your shit. And they screwed up the White Walkers because they built it so much that I was at the edge of my seat for that, that season. And then they yeah. killed, screwed it up. I, I even I said but that to no... Aaron. I looked at Aaron and I literally said, oh, Wow, I guess they're gonna have the, the White Walkers are gonna be done by episode three because how are they gonna deal with Cersei? And sure enough, they were out by episode three. Yeah, and I was like, I don't even care about Cersei now. I don't care about any of this. Yeah, 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 exactly. White Walkers are supposed to be the big bad. It's not like I don't know. Oh well. Yeah. So, so that real- would be like Darth Vader not being the big bad at the end of, of Return of the Jedi. It's a mouse. So real quick, they're uh, bringing back the Animaniacs on Hulu. Oh jeez. Dude, oh my god, we should just bring back the pigeons. Forget the <laughs> The pigeons. Just right. the pigeons. Yes, dude. that's right. And their uh Quibi is done. Yeah, I know. What's I Quibi? Quibi was something that started six months ago. It was like ten minute episodes of stuff, like triple A title stuff on Quibi, but that didn't last. Yeah, it's dead. It's dead. Yep, it is dead. They announced it today. Quibi is shutting so- down. Anyway, so we've reached the end of the Talking Gaming and Tech podcast. We thank you guys for all joining us. Remember, if you're on iTunes, you can rate us. You can give us a rating. You can tell us how we're doing. You can go and tell us what we're doing, what we're doing wrong. 
we'll fine with it. We might not listen to you, but hey, you can say it. It's fine. Um, but yeah, or whatever uh, or whatever podcast app you use, or you can find us on social media on Twitter, on Facebook, wherever you are floating around. Um, but anyway, YouTube, youtube.com slash get tech. Go check out our YouTube channel also, where you can find us all these platforms. And remember, when you listen to this podcast, share it out. You're on your phone, most likely. Most likely. Um, you can just hit that share button on whatever podcast app you're using, and you can share it out social media and let other people know, hey, I just checked out this podcast. It was pretty good. It informed me. It let me know. So do that. Do that right now. <laughs> okay? You done that? Good. So tune in next week. We'll be live again. If you want to tune in live, twitch.tv slash gettechgeeks. We will be there live at 5 o'clock, as we are always, Wednesday. Um, it might not be five o'clock anymore. We don't know yet. We're still working that out, but it will be Wednesday night. So we will see you then. <laughs> so until next week. For the latest and greatest in gaming and tech, get tech. <laughs> <laughs>